Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode. This one being episode 278. 278. I got nothing to say about that other than it's just a one number higher than last week. Exactly. One higher than last week, but uh, great nonetheless. Uh, last week we did have interview. We do have a few uh, lined up that will be in upcoming episodes, but mm-hmm. we have a lot of great new music on this episode, so we're going to get into that. Uh, speaking of which, we have a lot of new music that we're going to talk about first, and we will go back and start on August 14th for the for Analog Decryption. Analog Decryption released a single called Falling Down, then Toy Tiger released on the 15th, Take a Trip on the Tiger Side. Then on the uh, also on the fifteenth, Scrobog, they released Koning van de N34. It's an EP. <laughs> it's good tracks. I was wondering what that was. Netherlands. Yeah, is Netherlands. where they're from, and they speak the non-Dutch, non. Uh, I don't know. Is it like Flemish? No, that's in Belgium. I don't know. There's another language. It's not very common. Spoke by a very small percentage of the people in the Netherlands. That's what these guys are singing in. So, but go check it out. It's cool stuff. Then, Fight the Future, they had two releases on August 16th. Yes, First was Fist Clenched and Headed Held High EP, then Bring Balance EP. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. And they we're still waiting on that uh, little 7-inch, which they, which they announced was coming uh, some two months ago, I believe. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like we're waiting on wax from a couple of uh, local bands. The other of which is One Too Many's. I uh, talked to Kid, their guitarist. He says that the wax is coming, but so they don't have a release date yet. It's like we will set up a release date and a release show once we have the vinyl in hand. Nice. So something to look forward to. I'm excited. I love the One Too Many's, and I'm a. I can't wait to hear what they have laid down with their revitalized lineup. Right. Me too. Uh, next, on the 16th, also, Psycho Mantis released a split with Split Image uh, called Psycho Image. That's mm. kick off a tour that they were doing together. And they'll be coming here. On yes. The, on the 6th, actually. I know this because I'm playing that. Awesome. Yep. With some other uh, good bands, but a flyer hasn't even been released yet. I don't even think there's an event page. No, there isn't an event page. So it's not hush-hush, but it's like, where's the promotion, man? Right. Right here. You heard it here, folks. Get on it. <laughs> so that one is 16th. On the 17th, Battalion Zoska, they released New Blood. That's on Violated Records. We played a track. I really like that album. I've only been able to go through it once because, unfortunately, I don't get to spend as much time in the last month or so doing this <laughs> as I'd like. But I have heard it all the way through, and we did play a track, and I will probably be playing more here in the not-too-distant future. Well, rest assured that you at least listened to it once. I listened to it none. Besides the one track we played. <laughs> Besides the one track we played, which is a great one. Which, yep, yeah. last week, Slipping right. Away. And they also, from that split with Fatal Blow, that track uh, also made it on New Blood. New Blood being 16 tracks, so go check it out. Uh, on the other end of the release spectrum, a single was released by Revolt and Destroy called From the Ashes. It's good. Check it out. Concrete Ties released Unrecognizable. It's an EP on Upstate Records on the 19th. 
Orthodox released Learning to Dissolve. The Chats released Get Fucked. We played a track from It. Mm-hmm. I think it was last week even. It was last week. The Hanging Judge released a split with Soda City Riot called Love, Anger, and Coping Methods. It's an EP on uh, Pro Rock Records. That one's good. I've had a chance to go through it once. Crystal Axis released Black AF. It's a single. Straight Line released Welt Schmerz on Lockjaw Records. That's a single. The Trouble Seekers released Mistake. That's a single on the 20th. And Striked, that's S-T-R-I-K-T. They released Logner, which is a single. And I probably mispronounced that. That's in Swedish. We're going to be playing both of those two tracks on the show. Yes, we will. Next episode, we'll be playing The Red Bastards, something off of their self-titled LP called The Red Bastards. That was also released on August 20th. So very busy release date for uh, us on the show. Anyway, August 20th, we were playing a bunch of bands from that date. Then on the 21st, Down, Not Out released their self-titled EP. There's four tracks there. Felax released Heroes. That's on Tough Ain't Enough on the 21st. That's a full length. I've only heard one track, but definitely like that band already, the, the EP they released previously. Then Please Die released their 2022 teaser on the 22nd. Molotov Cockroach, they released self-titled Molotov Cockroach on Asteroid M Records on the 23rd. I really love that name. Isn't it great? Molotov Cockroach. Yes. Just makes me think of a burning roach just going into a building. (laughs) It's like, I'm a repeat offender because, you know, cockroaches can't die. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Exhibition, they released Back for More Promo 2022. That's out on Triple B Records. That came out on the 24th. Thought Crimes, they released, or will be releasing Altered Pasts on Pure Noise Records on the 26th. Missing Link, they're going to be releasing a new single called Unchained. That is on the 26th. Veneria is releasing Eurotrash on Melodic Punk Style on the 26th. Scandal's releasing a new single called Tattoos. That band is great, and that's a single. School Drugs, they're putting out a new EP called Absolution. I like that band too, so looking forward to checking out more of that. Comes out on 26th. Then a couple of September, early September, Lotion, L-O-I-T-I-O-N. That is an acronym. And then it's followed by <laughs> Lotion uh, Multinational Corporation, which I don't know what any of that means, but it's on Static Shock Records. The name of the EP is War, but that's also in an acronym form, War in the Digital Realm. So I'm sure Lotion and War have their own separate meanings, but that's what those are on the title of the band, or the band's name, rather, in the title of the release, respectively. And then finally, Hekis Bron is releasing Transcendence, which is an EP that'll be on Demons Run Amok. I'm sure there's a bunch more. If there's other stuff we have missed or we should check out, you should definitely let us know. Eric, what have you got to add to that list? I got a couple, and... Yep. On the 11th, uh, Anti-Flag released a single with uh, Shane Told of Silverstein doing guest vocals. The single be uh, Laugh, Smile, Cry, Die. Um, yeah, I have not checked to see if it's available on streaming services, but I do know their video is up on YouTube. Check that out. Uh, the 19th, yes, the chat. Yes, Orthodox. I've listened to the chats many times. You can revisit last week's episode to get more on that. I have yet to listen to Orthodox in its entirety. Um, but Russian Circles, Genosis, I finally listened to that, and yep, it's Russian Circles. They have done very little to disappoint me, so needless to say, I love it. On the 24th, the uh, uh, some of the stalwarts to what we know as Mathcore, one of the bands that laid the 
laid down the trail for it. Botch have come back into the fold to release another single called 122. So I'm excited to see what's going to be coming of those guys. If you haven't heard Botch, oh buddy, you're, you're going to see where Converge came from. <laughs> Sound-wise, anyway. And, and yeah, coming up in September, a release date is yet to be announced, but Earth Crisis is coming back into to the studio with their aptly titled Vegan for the Animals. Well, yeah. I mean, they have been they have been flag wavers for vegan straight edge ever since their uh, conception in the early 90s. And yep, despite the fact that they have been sort of absent from the studio for the better part of the last decade, they are coming back with that new EP. They said it's September. They don't know when, but pre-orders are available. So nice. yeah, you can guess that it's going to be coming out soon. And also on the 6th, I've talked about this a couple of times, but Blood Clot have been teasing new material, and they've apparently had one song out for a couple of years via YouTube, but have just announced its release as uh, you know, as of like a month ago. And yeah, that was really weird. But they are now at least back on the same time frame as the song Souls is going to be debuting on uh, one's podcast. I can't remember which one it is, but... You can find that on their Instagram. It's blood clot with an exclamation point NYC. Uh, maybe no exclamation point, but it is on there. Anyway, the single is called Souls, and it's going to be debuting on the 6th of September. Sweet. So keep an eye out for that one. If you really enjoy uh, blood clot, the other half of Chromags, then yeah, you might enjoy that. I'm pretty sure I will. Excellent. Well, it is time to get into some new music. We're going to jump into a pick Eric, Eric has. Yes, but before I uh, go forward, I almost forgot. My friends in Skullfuck released Prophet You Follow, their very first recorded song. Nice. They released it as a single on the 14th, just this last Sunday, and I listened to it, and you're going to be listening to it again. Well, I'll be listening to it again. You most likely will be listening to it for the first time, as I will be playing it at the end of this episode. But for now, here's another new song. And this one I almost was... I was kind of on the fence. Is it a metal track? Is it a hardcore track? Well, I lean more towards a hardcore because this song features integrity. Who? Eh, probably just the whole band. But the song is called Moonlit Torture, and it is the latest single from the band Spirit World, who we will be seeing in concert next week. Yes. I am excited for that one. Spirit World is fucking awesome, and... You can't really listen to one album by these guys to gauge a uh, proper representation of their sound, <laughs> because how did you how did they put it as in regards to their early work? Cosmic cowpunk. Cosmic cowpunk. Yes. Yeah. So if you listen to that, it just sounds like a kind of bluegrass punk. Right. Yeah. It's got the it's got that same attitude. You just kind of expect him to be spitting in a bat, in a spittoon between lines. <laughs> but if you go to their if you listen to their album that they released, um, Pagan Rhythms. Yeah, Pagan Rhythms. When did that come out? Was that last year? Or? Yeah, last year, around the same time, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you listen to Pagan Rhythms, it's actually more on par with the likes of a band called with the likes of a band like Integrity. Right. You know, in other words, it is heavier than all hell. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, we can't exactly uh, give you a proper representation of their, uh, of their what their sound was. 
and what their sound is, so I advise you to find them on their Bandcamp and pretty much any other streaming site to listen to their first album and their latest album and this latest single and just really kind of think, what the fuck? <laughs> and we're going to give you their uh, latest offering, which came out the 9th of this month, that being August. This is Moonlit Torture, Spirit World with Integrity, Crossing Hairs, and it's fucking awesome. Oh, God! Oh, God! 
And that was Spirit World. Yep, Spirit Will. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> okay, Spirit... <laughs> Spirit Will. Nice. <laughs> World. And yes, it features integrity. And I did some research, and apparently... It's just Dwid. It's just their singer, Dwid Hellion. But then again... He practically is integrity. He has been the only ongoing member since their formation in the 80s. Right. So, yeah, Dwid is practically integrity. <laughs> sort of a, a kind of taking an Alice Cooper approach. Nice. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you didn't know, like, uh, this is a pretty uh, interesting uh, tidbit in rock history. Alice Cooper was originally, back in the, when they formed in the 60s, the Alice Cooper Band. And since... Um, what became known as Alice Cooper. He was the lead singer. So everyone just started calling him Alice. Right. And he's what? why am I Alice now? That's the name of the band, not me. But then he just kind of ran with it. It's like, okay, fuck it. I'm Alice Cooper. <laughs> so yeah, that's basically what I think is going on here with uh, Integrity. But as for the song, Spirit World, oh, it was great. Right. But, but yeah, you can understand why I was kind of iffy. I'm like, would this be hardcore? Would this be metal? Well, it's, you know, metal core, I guess, by definition. <laughs> but, but yeah, it, and it's not a far cry away from Integrity's later output. You know, if you listen to stuff like from, uh, uh, from Howling for The Nightmare Shall Consume, that is them taking a bit more of a black metal approach, even a sort of death metal, which is, a, which is in this specific song... And also spirit weird, spirit weird, <laughs> spirit weird. God, this is why have a band name that's a tongue twister. You guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> spirit world. Uh, yeah, the last album that they put out, Pagan Rhythms. I mean, if the name doesn't even suggest occultish behavior, the music certainly does. It sounds like it came from uh, a lot of uh, black metal and death metal inspiration, much like this song. So. And even the lyrics, Moonlit Torture. It's basically describing in a, well, not intense detail of what is a sacrifice, pretty much. With Pagan Rhythms, there is a book of short stories that kind of coincide with the, the album. And I think it's super cool. And mm. maybe one day if I get enough money, I would like to produce like a series of short uh, episodes of, oh, yeah. you know, in a series for something that goes with it, because I re only read a couple so far, but uh, to go along with the album, I think it's really cool. Stu Folsom, he's the he's the man of the band, and uh, I think that it was a really cool concept. So you should definitely go check out Pagan Rhythms and the book of short stories to go with it. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's something that some uh, uh, some contemporary hardcore bands have been doing with like albums that have a common thread through them. They kind of give their own version of the wall right? or Tommy, but this one actually is a little less, uh, let's say uh, psycho inducing. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I remember Gallows did it with like a compilation of their music videos for uh, Great Britain. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, it wasn't every song, but it was like certain high points of the record, and it just uh, kind of created a whole story. And it does follow some sort of a narrative. And also something interesting that I've noticed uh, hardcore bands and punk bands doing, like I noticed it, like something in uh, Anti-Flags uh, for Blood and Empire, with every song they have, there is an essay of, uh, of that was written by somebody that was actually the prime inspiration for the song they're talking about. Wow. Yeah, and also in their album American Spring, they did the same thing, but every song is named after that article's title. Oh, cool. So that is pretty 
that was pretty interesting to me. Awesome. Too bad the album itself wasn't that interesting. (laughs) (laughs) It's got its fans. I was not one of them. It only had one song that really stuck with me, and that's Sky is Falling Down. Falling down on me. (laughs) So I like what they are doing. I like that Spirit World is kind of creating this... uh, (laughs) God, I'll never get used to that name. (laughs) But it's creating this sort of uh, mythos about them. Right. You know? You can think of it like uh, hillbillies just wandered into the woods in uh, the Ozarks or something and stumbled across some uh, cultish ritual, and now they've been embedded in that culture. Nice. It's like, okay, well, I guess we're black metal now. (laughs) They're not black metal, but they are. It doesn't matter. They're good. And that song was good. Yep. Check them out. Uh, We got a whole bunch of other new stuff to get to, so we're going to get right into it. First up, uh, second up, technically, really, (laughs) is Mad Mulligan's. Uh, They released uh, a new version of a song. So Sentenced is the name of the song. It just was released on Spirit of DIY, which is volume six in that compilation series. Uh, I couldn't find the exact date, but it looks like it was probably released earlier in August Mm -hmm. this month. But it's on Punk Boot Promotions, I believe. I don't really have that in front of me, but I believe that's who it's from. And uh, those series of compilations are pretty cool. I actually probably have that information because I saved the back cover. It's a, a Punkanoi compilation and is Punk Boot Promotions. There you go. The compilation also features Bleed, Cryogenics, Drunken Marksman, May Contain Nuts, Proud City Fathers, Radio Chip Pan. Radio Chip Pan. I don't know what that is. That's a band name, though. Section 147, Spawn of Psychosis, Steam Kittens, The Del Chronics, The Guillotines, The Red Bastards. Oh, we'll be playing. We played them recently, and we played The Guillotines, too. Uh, the Underclass, Tuesday is Friday. That's an interesting band name. And UK Descent. So, obviously, we played Mad Mulligans. We're going to play them again right now. And then we played the Guillotines and the Red Bastards, plus there's several other bands that you can go check out, and you can go over to punkbootpromotions.com to get yourself a copy of that compilation if you like. Again, I believe it was just earlier this month that that was released. If you're unfamiliar with Mad Mulligans, well, listen to our show more, because we played them. And they are from New York City. They do feature uh, the original Craze lineup with some friends. Uh, This particular version is... The Dirty Jersey Sessions version of Sentenced, which is a charged-up version of Sentenced with Johnny on drums instead of guitar. And then this alternate version of the song was previously released uh, in the U.S. from Rotten Bastard Records on their Action Men CD. So the previous version of this track, which is different than the version we're about to listen to, was on Action Men that came out like the very beginning of this year. Uh, it was also released in the UK on Damn It Records last year. So there you go. Let you know everything about it. Now you got to hear it. <laughs> so here we go. It's Mad Mulligans. The track is called Sentenced. It's the Dirty Jersey Sessions.
that was Matt Mulligan's sentenced. Yeah, it sounds like Jersey Oi. Yes. Check them out. Go check out the other version. Again, it was out on Action Man, and you can go check them out over on the Bandcamp if you want to compare versions. Johnny on drums instead of guitar on that one. It's good stuff. It was good stuff. Well, let's get into more. We got a bunch to get to. Uh, Striked, S-T-R-I-K-T. They are from Stockholm in Sweden. And this particular track is in Swedish, Logner. Logner, L-O-G-N-E-R. And that's O with the two dots above it. <laughs> there you go. Translates to lies, and it is that time of year for politics for everywhere, but including Sweden, it's politic time, and their elections are uh, less than a month away in Sweden, so that's why this comes out weird, right? Mm-hmm. It is relatable probably to every country everywhere because that's what happens is... Politicians, they lie. Yep. But in some other countries, people don't get to vote. Right. So be thankful if you do get at least an option, even though the options aren't usually very good. (laughs) Sometimes it's like, uh, yeah, vote for the guy you hate the least. Right. And that's pretty much all the time. The least of evils. That is uh, typically your options. Yeah. I mean, how do you think Biden got in office? (laughs) Yeah, he's shit. (laughs) But every time you vote, you're like, well, fuck, that was a bad choice. You know, yep. how much worse could it have been, right? It's fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Nico, thank you for reaching out, sharing your band's music. The band, again, like I say, is formed by or in Stockholm by members of bands from Psychbright, Project 9, Avga, Frenzy 4, Reckless State, DTS, and Attitude Boys. And they currently rehearse in Arsta. So we've played, I know we've played bands or music from Project 9, Avga, and DTS for sure. I'll have to go check out the rest of those bands. If we haven't played it here, it was over on Punkanoi Worldwide, so go check it out there. Definitely did a whole bunch of episodes with bands featured from Sweden. Back when I was doing better with Punkanoi Worldwide, I know in the la- July and August I have been doing terrible. I had like a cluster of three episodes and otherwise shitty. But I was moving and I'm working on trying to get back into it. It's just been a lot of work. Anyway, enough about that shit. Striked, they released that single on August 20th. We are going to get into that single now. We'll check it out and let's see what you think. Lugner and Striked. <laughs> Yeah. 
Even though I can't understand what they're saying, I I get it. Ah. I hear the anger, right? And they are pissed. And we know what they're talking about. I feel it. I, I'm I'm there. Mm-hmm. We're there, dude. <laughs> Speaking of that, I've been watching a lot of Beavis and Butthead myself. I've been watching the new series that's come out, and I thought, <laughs> you know what? I just caught it sporadically before, and even though on Paramount they don't have all the episodes, I've been going through mm. what they do have available. I'm tired of watching the fucking commercials, but I already spend too much on other streaming services, so I'm going to keep it at $10 a month for Paramount. <laughs> and watch the fucking commercials. Yeah, that's a that's kind of a pain in the ass, but... Honestly, the best commercials are the ones that they are uh, talking shit on. Right. <laughs> That's one of the updates I really enjoy is like, they're not just talking shit on music videos anymore. They're talking on all the YouTube influencers and all the right. little TikTokers and, oh man, they are just killing me. <laughs> it's hilarious. Definitely watch that if you haven't, but also check out this new music. I mean, we're Spirit <laughs> World, Mad Mulligans, and Striked, all very good bands, all good singers. Oh, yeah. What'd you think of that one? Uh... Well, like I said, I can feel all the anger in their voices, and and yeah, yeah, that guy's just got one one gruff, rumbly, tumbly uh, throat that he's bouncing all those lyrics off of. Right. So yeah, I enjoy. Saying, I enjoy that. The music itself is just like yeah, it's nothing like, quite different from anywhere else in the world. But then again, that's what you were saying. Uh, this is something that everyone in the world can relate to. Right. So if it's very relatable. Yeah. <laughs> if it's re- if the lyrics are relatable and the music is uh, something that's digestible, then yeah, I guess it's doing its job. It did its job for me. Uh, we're going to play one more new one, even though we're going to play some other new music on the show later in the show. But in the new section here, uh, we're going to change gears a little bit and we're going to play a band that kind of fits in that punk dark wave uh, style of music. And I really like that. I grew up listening to a lot of new wave, dark wave music in the 80s. So I really enjoy it, and I, I really think that that new wave, dark wave, is just a branch that kind of stemmed its way. People wanted to do something a little bit different with music, but it was still right there with punk music. Mm-hmm. Some of the bands that ended up being dark wave slash new wave bands started off as punk bands, and it's just uh, just like we were talking about with Spirit World. Sometimes you're doing a thing, and you change your sound to something else. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you can say that about most of the most of the hardcore bands from the '80s. Actually, got a kind of a spiel about that that will tie into my pick for older and lesser known. So I will save that a uh, bit of uh, rant. Well, we'll get there in just a second. Then let's play some Dark Wave from Los Angeles. The band is called the Trouble Seekers. I want to thank Kevin for sending this our way. Uh, the band features Hillary Burton and Kevin McGovern. Uh, Kevin also being in the band The Prostitutes and Inversions. Uh, their LP for the band, The Trouble Seekers, will be coming out in October. I don't have the exact date, but in October this year, and it'll be on Ruined Records, so you know where to go look for it, and we'll give you the socials at the end of the show as we do. This was also released on August 20th. Like I said at the top of the show, a lot of August 20th releases will be playing on the show. It was a single. I assume the single will also be on that LP, so be on the lookout for it, but here you go. This is called Mistake. The band is The Trouble Seekers.
Yeah, I got that. Yeah, I see what you mean by the dark wave stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure who to. I'm not sure who to compare it to, as I haven't gone too far down that incredibly dark rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, uh, but yeah, it does have that sort of, uh, I guess, early Killing Joke edge. Okay. Yeah, again, I'm kind of drawing a blank on this one. <laughs> right. It just has that vibe. Uh, I dig it. That's how the band is described as punk dark wave, and it's perfect. You know, that's that's the sound that the Trouble Seekers are putting out. I enjoy it. Again, I am somebody who enjoys new wave, and maybe once I get done with new metal, uh, maybe I'll get into uh, some new wave that I have not played, some bands anyway that I haven't played <laughs> on the show before. Because I know I played a bunch of new wave here yeah. and there. Yeah, you went... Yeah, you kind of went through an, uh, uh, what is that, an 80 synth wave um, uh, sort of marathon. Right? You play a lot of metal, and, and we did metal for 100 episodes. So yes, from episode 100 to 200, basically, it was metal at the end, and then you know some other things that aren't punk. There's just not a lot of other styles of music that uh, I have the variety to hop into personally. Like, I'm not a country guy. Like, every once in a while, there's... There's some outlaw country music that I kind of mm. enjoy, but Chris did that way back when, and so oh, I remember. <laughs> I'm gonna try to go a different route, but I still have a handful of other new metal bands, so we'll see how how far that gets me. Let's get into your pick. That was all the new tracks for at least the new segment. There are some new ones. My album's a new album, plus your metal pick is a new song too. So we definitely will be playing some other metal or new stuff. But the next couple tracks are for sure not new, uh, not constituted mm-hmm. as new anyway. So what do you have? Well, I have a band that was pretty, eh, I won't say big, but they were, a, uh, they were an old school uh, 80s hardcore band. Right. And these guys were the flag wavers for hardcore coming out of none other than Rhode Island. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Rhode Island hardcore. I do not know of any other bands that came out of Rhode Island. Needless to say, I did not know these guys came from there. And these guys are Verbal Assault. Now, Verbal Assault, they have been on my uh, radar ever since I learned that they will be coming to Salt Lake City this fucking Friday. Right. Yep. I am so bummed because I am going to be at Crucial Fest that night. Jesus Christ, why does this always happen? But (laughs) I'll see what I can do. I'll see if I can make it to uh, both those uh, shows. We'll see what happens. But Verbal Assault, they were, like I said, they started back in the 80s, 1983, and they didn't even last a decade. <laughs> <laughs> they released a uh, they released a demo and a couple of LPs, one of which was a, uh, let me see. Yeah, The Masses, that was released in 1985. And then they had Trial, which was released in 87. And then they did a couple of live albums, including the uh, live series in 1989, live in Zgorzlek. Yeah, I don't know how the hell you pronounce that shit. In, uh, <laughs> yeah, in 1990. And then they went away for a while, and they hadn't really uh, done. They hadn't really uh, done much. They kind of stayed out of the. They stayed out of the public eye. You know, they kind of were following that same trend as most 80s hardcore pan- bands did. And well, not as revered as the likes of, you know, Bad Brains or Black Flag. I mean, those are some pretty tall orders to fill. They became another, uh, I don't want to say 
footnote, but part of a long list of bands that were part of that movement that are remembered by some. Um, yeah, remembered by some as in the people who have like submerged themselves in the history of right. hardcore. I'm talking about people like myself. I mean, I read American Hardcore front to back. I didn't chew, pick and choose which... Uh, <laughs> You know, which cities to read about, what bands I liked. I was like, no, I want to know everything. Right. And yeah, Verbal Assault was on, was in that book, <laughs> along with other bands that you may have heard about, may have forgotten about, like Red Cross, or Urban Waste, or Wasted Youth, or Reagan Youth. <laughs> right. Yeah, some of those bands, they just kind of... Uh, they just kind of came and went, but such is the plight of hardcore bands. Some of them, they, they either uh, die off within the first five to ten years. I mean, Black Flag, they were, the, they were the heavyweight champs. They were the ones that were there from the beginning to what a lot of people call the end. From 76 to 86. <laughs> ten years. Ten years. And bands like that really laid out the roadmap. They set the basis for all those hardcore bands. And then bands like... But then you have bands like... Uh, of Ian Mackay's caliber, going in a softer realm, kind of creating the uh, foundation of emo and uh, post-hardcore. But then you had guys like DRI, Suicidal Tendencies, Nuclear Assault, Corrosion of Conformity. They were going the thrash route. Same thing with the, what the second wave of New York hardcore was going through. Right. And Rhode Island ain't too far away from New York, and Verbal Assault were not too far away from that movement, as their later catalog as in like the late 80s such as today's subject 1987 the album trial you definitely hear a lot of those sort of a uh, thrashy rhythms you hear some of the metal undertones and you hear some of the you hear some of that same uh, riffing and those uh, songs that just kind of go off and get all like uh, spacey and we got songs that are over two minutes long in this one so yeah <laughs> <laughs> the whole album itself is a uh, is really good uh, but really, I'm just kind of a uh, shining light on uh, just one specific song from this record as a sort of promotion for those of you who haven't heard Verbal Assault. Maybe this is your cup of tea. Maybe you'll like it. Uh, and I know it's kind of short notice, but maybe within the next two days, you'll listen to their entire catalog and see if and just kind of uh, gauge whether or not going to this show or missing this show will be a regret. So without further ado, let's listen to Verbal Assault, Our Illusions.
Well, I'll say I liked it, and I feel bad that I'm going to miss because I am not going to be able to be there either. Mm, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, such is life, I guess. Anyway, another thing I got to say about uh, that song, that specific guitar riff, I have heard it in two other tracks. One was Cro-Mag's Show No Mercy. The other, Suicidal Tendencies, Join the New Army. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's why it that... does sound familiar, yeah. Yeah. Dan, 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 dan. Yeah, it's got, a very, it's got a very similar build. Not necessarily the same riff, but I was thinking that today. I'm like, okay, Show, show You No Mercy by Cro-Mag's, that came first, and they were one of the uh, pioneers of uh, thrash crossing over into hardcore. And they had that riff. And then Suicidal Tendencies came by, and they are like the uh, kingpins of crossover. And then they took that riff and put it into one of their own. And then along comes uh, these guys, and they're thinking, yep, we're going to take that riff as well. It's almost like a rite of passage. It's sort of like a... It's sort of like an heirloom that's passed down to the next generation. It's like Cro-Mags passed this riff down to Suicidal, and now Suicidal Tendencies pass it down to Verbal Assault and, like, join us in the ranks of crossover. But you better hurry because this shit's going to die out in a few years. (laughs) (laughs) And much like the movement itself, the band itself died out in a few years. Verbal Assault went away in 1991. And they did come a-roaring back some 30 years later in 2021. They actually released a they actually released a new album. What was it called? I listened to it today. Yep. On Exit, which uh, with a slash in between those words. On slash exit. That was released in September of 2021. And I listened to it and it's it's pretty similar to what you just heard. Just a little bit more polished and they have a whole song in there uh, called Exit. It's about 7 minutes of weird wow. guitar noises. I'm like, "Okay, don't take too much don't take too many pages out of Greg Ginn's book. <laughs> stuff gets a little weird. Right. But, but yeah, I refer you to uh, last week's episode if you want to hear me talk about that. But anyway, Verbal Assault came back. And you know how I really know this? Go to Verbal Assault's website, and they say, the Verbal Assault website. And we're back. <laughs> but alongside that, <laughs> and we have a new email address. And we are on Twitter. And we have many more shows coming. <laughs> <laughs> like the one I just mentioned, but we will talk about that and more shows that will be coming up. And buddy, Salt Lake is going to be loaded this weekend. Holy shit! Oh god, it, the crucial, those problems. The crucial fest is upon us. Oh god, I can't wait to talk about that. Ugh. But that's all I got to say about Verbal Assault. I am excited that they are back. I'm excited that they're coming to Salt Lake. I will try my goddamnedest to make it to that show. Because my friends in Seven Daggers are opening up for him, and Insight is opening up for him. It takes uh, it takes quite a bit to get Insight back out of the woodwork to play a show, because you know they've been around the they've been around since the '80s. You know, it's like you've been in a band since the '80s. We've been a band since the '80s. Why don't we play a show together? It'll be like <laughs> old times. <laughs> Insight's still good. They're still such a great band. I talked about them on this show. Um, it was earlier this year. I remember. But I can't remember what I said about them other than they're they're sick. I love them. (laughs) Awesome. Well, we're going to play another one before we get into actually talking about some live shows. Uh, This release, the band is The Strike. They're from Scotland. Uh, They, again, were a band that was playing in the 80s. This uh, release here, it's called The Oi Collection. Uh, It was 
most recently released by Violated Records, which we've been playing uh, release from Violated Records on every episode for the last handful because Pat sent us a, a whole bunch of cool stuff to go through, so I've been trying to space it out. And this one we got The Strike. Uh, the compilation was originally put together and released by Captain Oi Records back in 2004, but more recently, like I said, it was released and put together and remastered and stuff like that for 2016 on Violated Records by Pat, and uh, it features 14 tracks, two versions of this particular track, Anthem for the 80s. We're going to play the remastered version, but the demo version is actually included if you want to go check it out. This is the complete 1980s studio collection of the band. Uh, again, remastered, like I said, so go check it out. Originally in 04, this came out, but you can go get it uh, from Violated Records. Let's get into the anthem for the 80s. It is The Strike.
what'd you think of the anthem for the 80s? Well, I think it's actually reminded me once again of Killing Joke, only this time it makes sense. Because <laughs> Killing Joke actually did write a song just called 80s. So you mean to tell me that they that there are now two songs that are basically anthems of the 80s, one of which is more blatant about it? Right. But do have similar, do have a sort of same lyrical uh, projection? Absolutely. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, that's what it uh, reminds me of. It's not exactly the same sound. Like, not really at all, but it's still... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and the only one up the Killing Joke does have on uh, this one is, well, they actually wrote theirs in the 80s. <laughs> uh, this is, so this was remastered, but all these tracks are studio tracks from the 1980s. Okay, there we go. Uh, I looked up their release history on Discogs, though, to figure out where, and I don't know what uh, releases. Like, they were on a compilation and then, like, a split or something like that. Not a lot was listed there. So I am not exactly sure, but all these tracks were uh, from the 80s. They're just remastered and then released on this collection from the band uh, in 2004 originally, and then well, collected, released in 04, and then remastered and re-released in 16. All right. Now maybe they are, they are a little early to the party, as in like uh, 80s nostalgia. Right. I mean, everybody's teasing their hair again. It's pretty weird. <laughs> True, and yeah. that they do have that '80s punk sound to it as well. Oh yeah, and goth is coming back in full force. I mean, goth was really huge in the '90s, but <laughs> come on, it came from the '80s. Never forget that. Remember, remember when Bella Lugosi actually died? <laughs> he died when they wrote the song about it. Nice. Well, let's talk about some uh, shows because that's the portion of the show. We do have some cool albums to get to. I really enjoy the album you picked, and mm -hmm. uh, it's definitely a classic. Predates you even, and <laughs> <laughs> we know. Uh, well, I like I like to point that out. Uh, not the one that I picked is actually brand new. Just came out less than just less than a month ago. So anyway. Live shows, what did you see in the last week? Sounds like uh, you saw a couple. I did see a couple, uh, one of which I had, I didn't even plan. <laughs> but we'll get to that. The first show that I saw was the Slug Localized of Milk Money and Mouth. Nice. Yeah, I've talked about Milk Money before. They are a, uh, yeah, they are a band composed of old school Salt Lake City uh, stalwarts from the hardcore scene. Right. Yeah, that includes uh, Dan Fletcher and uh, Trevor Hale, who have uh, played in bands respectively like uh, Cherum, Cool Your Jets, and City to City. And if you haven't checked those bands out, well, you're fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> don't be fucking up. Yeah, don't be fucking up. Listen to some real vegan power shit. Right. Yes. I mean, seriously, Cherem's uh, slogan was, if you're feeling guilty, go vegan. <laughs> they even have that printed on a shirt. Nice. Yeah, despite the fact their logo totally rips off the champion logo. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucking hilarious. But anyway, Milk Money, it, it's great seeing uh, these old school hardcore guys. They even mentioned this, uh, Dan mentioned this in their uh, first show, saying it's really weird for us because we've been playing for a, we've been playing in bands that are a lot heavier than this. <laughs> but it's still kind of from the same camp. They are a bit like a, uh, yeah, Milk Money sounds a bit closer to the likes of Brand New, or Smashing Pumpkins, that sort of a mid-90s uh, uh, emo post-hardcore wave. And it was pretty, and it's pretty decent. I really, I really like their music. Cool. I think it's great what they are doing. Dan's got such a, 
such a sultry voice. <laughs> I mean, he, yeah, his work in City to City, they were a melodic hardcore band, and he could hold a melody pretty well. And he could play guitar pretty well, too. Not as good as Trevor, though. <laughs> but I can't, I can't talk that much shit. I mean, Trevor is a wizard when it comes to his guitar. He has his own custom brand. Wow. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say brand, but he has a custom-made guitar. Oh, good. I mean, the neck is silver. That's awesome. It shines. It's really strange. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Milk Money, they killed it. Uh, Mouth was a pleasant surprise to me. I had had never heard of Mouth. And yeah, the way they spell it, it's M-O-W-T-H. Almost like you want to say Moth. Moth. Yeah. Because like mowing the lawn. Yeah, Moth. And that's actually how my grandma uh, from Italy pronounces it. Uh, Close. She's like, open the mouth. The mouth. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of what it reminded me of. It also reminded me of the Pokemon Meowth. Okay. Yeah, Meowth. It's spelled that way. You just put an E in front of the O and there you go. Anyway, enough of their name. Their music. It was... It reminded me a lot of the early uh, punk days, and is as in it was still like in its uh, rock and roll, um, rock and roll basis, but was getting a little bit more raw. It reminded me a bit of uh, a more reserved Stooges, and somewhere in the realms of, uh, yeah, somewhere in the realms of like a MC5 or the New York Dolls. Cool. They, they still had a yeah, their guitarist still was uh, ripping it on the fretboard, and their singer she just was. She was just belting out these vocals like it was nobody's business. So I really enjoyed their. I really enjoyed seeing them live. That's Apparently, awesome. a lot of people were. Uh, a lot of my friends over there, they were talking them up. Like, dude, you're in for some shit. I'm like, okay, we'll see. And yeah, they were not. Uh, they weren't lying. <laughs> also, I had to. I had to give a shout out to Frick, who played their first show. That was their first show. That's Frick. With a period at the end of it. I gotta be very specific. <laughs> yeah, the band called Frick. And that is my drummer Sid's other band that she's uh, playing. It's just a three-piece punk rock band. Kind of in the, you know, mid-90s skate pop punk way. I've seen them practice at Our Space. And they're a lot of fun. That's they, cool. They are very blatant with their song titles. It's like you read a song title, you know. the Like on the bus. It's exactly what it means. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's no hidden, uh, there's no hidden meaning. There is uh, nothing that you have to dig too deep into. It's just straightforward. There you yep. go. Much like the the Ramones did it. <laughs> like, come on, sweet little girl, I want to be your boyfriend. Yep, that's exactly what he means. <laughs> Judy is a punk. That's exactly what they were singing. Mm-hmm. Then Bonzo goes to Bitburg. Well. Yeah, it goes out for a cup of tea. <laughs> so yeah, I was, I was bummed that I missed them though. I arrived a little too late, and by the time I got there, I ran into Dan. He was uh, sitting in his uh, truck, yelling at the steering wheel. Oh, his words, not mine. Okay. <laughs> he, was, he actually stuck his hand out the window. Hey, do you want to come help me practice my vocals? Come yell at the steering wheel with me. <laughs> he was joking, but the thing is, every time I talk to Dan, we can talk for hours. He is. Oh, he's just so easy to talk to. That's a, awesome. Yeah, full of a lot of fun information. Just a just a fun all around, very decent human. Love you, Dan. Anyway, <laughs> That's so awesome. yeah, I was uh, I was fully loaded to uh, talk about that show on this episode because I thought that was the only one I was going to go see. But no, I went and saw another one. Oops, <laughs> but out in Salt Lake, mind you, my friend had a ticket to go see. The festival in Las Vegas, known as Psycho Las Vegas. 
And if you don't know what that is, that is like a huge festival taking bands from the realms of metal, punk, and other experimental genres and just putting them all into a cesspool and just letting them swim to where they want and we get a show out of it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, three-day long festival and... Yeah, I was, I wanted to go to this one. I was planning on getting a, uh, you know, my whole three-day pass, but what thing I was lacking in was the, it is implied I am rubbing my fingers together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but my friend, she was uh, going down there, and she was going down for one night. It was the night that Merciful Fate was headlining, and that is one of her favorites. God, she really loves King Diamond. <laughs> and, yeah, Merciful Fate, respectively. But... She was, uh, she called up me and my other friend, like, hey, I'm about to leave for, uh, Vegas. I meant to leave earlier. When did you mean to leave? Eight o'clock. <laughs> it was, uh, 10, almost 11. Nice. <laughs> Actually, I think it was closer to 12. Holy shit. Yeah. The point is, she's not very, she's not, she's not good with time <laughs> at all. I know. As long as I've known her. I mean, I'm not good with time as it is. I always arrive late. I always have to. When someone tells me to be somewhere, it's like, okay, tell me to be there a half hour before your set time. Because <laughs> trust me, that's the only way I'll show up on time. But she, the two of us together, uh, you don't expect us to even show up. <laughs> <laughs> but we showed up. She called us up saying, I'm ready to go down to Vegas, but I don't want to drive down there alone, especially in the middle of the night. Right. So, so my other friend, she said, oh, I'll go down with you. It's like, she had Sunday and Monday off, so of course, she was fine with that. Me, I was like, well, I could do Sunday, but Sunday's my band practice, and Monday, well, I gotta go back to work. <laughs> I have no days off, people. This is, uh, this is pretty ridiculous, but why am I doing this? <laughs> oh yeah, because I love it. Anyway, I was, so I wasn't exactly planning on going down, but my friend, she arrived, and... After a, after a little bit of convincing and a little bit of uh, finessing, I was like, okay, you know what? Fuck it. I'll go. I'll pay $170 for the one-day pass, and I will come down, and I will see... Yeah, I wanted to really see High on Fire, and I wanted to see Drain, and I wanted to see Merciful Fate, as well as a few others that I didn't get the chance to, but that's not important. The important thing was I said yes. We drove down to Vegas, spent a night in a little hotel in Mesquite, drove the rest of the way down... Hooked up at Cash for Chaos, which is the Vegas version of Ranch Records down there. I bought myself my first Motorhead shirt. Now I feel accomplished. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, then we went down to... Yeah, then we went down to... I think it was the Conrad. It was That was the casino where all of the uh, uh, shows were being held. There was, there was six different stages. Wow. Six. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty ridiculous. But it was all within one casino. If you could uh, map your way around it... Jesus Christ, those things... That's the, that's the gambling trap. Casinos are meant to be labyrinths. It's like, oh, I can't find my way out. There's so many slot machines and everything looks the same. Right? Yeah. Let's take a break and put some money in a machine then, right? Uh-huh. That's what they're counting on. That's, as the saying goes, how they get you. Right? Uh, but I didn't gamble. I had very, I was very minus in funds as it was. And I was, this was actually how it was going to go. Me and my friend, we were going to go, uh, we were going to go to the fest. And my other friend was just going to, you know, hang back in the hotel room just to chill by herself. Because she she was like, well, is it worth it? Because I really only want to see one band. And then, but then later on, we actually find a guy who was uh, flipping tickets. And it's like, okay, how, 
How much are you selling them for, bud? 125. And the asking price uh, getting them at the door was 175, all fees included. So I was like, wow. yeah, you know what? I'm going to save 30 bucks on this. And then we called up my friend and was like, hey, you know that festival? You're going. What? Yep. We just bought you a wristband. Come and meet us. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, that's how it was pretty serendipitous how this all, how it all came together. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked on it because yeah, it was my first time seeing High on Fire. I've played them on the show three times before and I will be playing them again because I love them that much. That's awesome. Yeah. If you don't know High on Fire, that was, that's Matt Pike's band that he formed after uh, Sleep went to um, sleep. <laughs> yeah. Those are the guys that wrote the hour long song about smoking weed. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But High on Fire is uh, really much, uh, much more experimental as in they don't write songs that long. <laughs> But it was cool seeing them for the first time. They didn't play either of my favorite songs, that being Fire, Blood, and Plague, or Bastard Samurai, but they played Snakes of Divine. I was stoked on that. Cool. Yeah, along with uh, quite a few others. I think they only did like a 10 or 11 song set. It was enough to fill up an hour. They, Like I said, not an hour-long song, but enough to fill an hour-long set. There you go. Anyway, the only uh, hardcore band that I saw down there was Drain. And Drain, they came by uh, last September, I want to say. Maybe that was too... F- eh, whatever. It was the same night as I was going to see Judas Priest. Right. And I was so pissed I could not see Drain. Because Drain is one of the funnest hardcore bands to see live. And I was just bummed that I that I missed them in Salt Lake. But I made up for it. I got to see them down in Vegas. And this was in a ballroom. A ballroom. It was... You have a hardcore show where there is so much floor, it gets a little weird. I mean, the pit <laughs> area was half a football field in diameter. Wow. Yeah. And just everybody is dancing all around. It was like, this is really strange. But, of course, I was up front. And the singer, he came down to the barricade, and he's getting all nice and comfortable and personal with everybody, sticking the mic in the crowd. It was awesome. That's cool. Oh, yeah. And then during the last song, during a their song California Curse, I was pushed all the way to the front and I was face to face with their singer's dick. So that was nice. (laughs) And he was wearing gym shorts. (laughs) Okay, not gym shorts. They're from from the Bay Area. Board shorts. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I was really bummed they didn't bring out the boogie boards. (laughs) Damn it. Because that is something that they do. They would bring out the boogie boards and they like get on top of the crowd and shit. It was fun. But they didn't do that this round. I don't know. Maybe the plane wouldn't allow them to board it. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Regardless, the show was fun. And the last set, they're just like, come on, guys. This is a hardcore show. Everyone in the back, move the fuck up front. And their singer, he's just so smiley on stage. He's just having such a good time. You can just tell he's just exuding positivity. And I love it. I love it when hardcore bands do the job right. That's awesome. They are a band that does it right. And finally, I stuck around for uh, Merciful Fate, at least part of their set. I'm not too big on Merciful Fate. I I respect them a lot, being like the sort of godfathers of black metal. And they are from Denmark, so it still kind of counts. That's cool. (laughs) But yeah, if you don't know who King Diamond is, he was the one wearing all uh, all the face paint that would be adopted by the Norwegian black metal guys and become known as corpse paint. But... Honestly, Kiss was doing that shit since the 70s, so... Right. 
Yeah, and then the Juggalos picked up what they put down and just made it a joking fest. But then again, it's clown makeup. So, <laughs> so yeah, the whole face paint thing. There's a whole history of face paint and costumes and theatrics in uh, yeah, true in music. But in metal music, it gets a little uh, more brutal, a little more, uh, you know, shall we say, occultish. And that's what Merciful Fate was all about. I mean, there's... Sing- their singer, King Diamond, he walks out on the stage shrouded in red robes. He's wearing a goat mask with a goat skull, and he reveals his face, and everyone's, yeah! And then they go right into the music. And it was awesome. It was awesome seeing them live for a little bit. I only stuck around for like uh, five or some some odd songs. Because, like I said, I'm not too familiar with the band. I'm not a huge fan of their music, but, hell, they were cool to look at. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But with everything that had been going on, I was just so tired. <laughs> yeah. The other thing was, at the drain show, I got somebody, like, pelted. I think I got an elbow or a knee right in my thigh. And it hurt to squat for the next two days. It still kind of hurts now, but you know, not as bad. But I couldn't walk properly for the rest of that festival. I'm like, I need to go back to the hotel. That's no good. So, so yeah. I wasn't planning on talking much about shows, but... Fool me once, I guess. (laughs) That's all I got for the shows that I attended this last week. And yeah, I will be talking about the shows that are coming up, but I'm going to let Dustin handle this first. Give me a break, buddy. Yes. Let me have a break. (laughs) Uh, I mentioned the last couple episodes, Lenny Lashley's Gang of One. He's over in Europe at this point, the 24th. He only has a few shows to play Weisbaden today in Germany. Then tomorrow it's Bocholt. In Germany, uh, Groningen in Netherlands, and then a couple shows, Bochum and Cologne, both in Germany. So a couple shows left. If you want to check out Lenny Lashley and Spirit World, we were just talking about them. Their tour uh, just recently started tomorrow in Vancouver. You can see them with, it looks like, uh, Creeping Death, 200 Stab Wounds, Ingrown, and Tribal Gaze. And then uh, 26th, Seattle, 27th, Portland, 29th, Boise, uh, Salt Lake City here at the Beehive on the 30th, Denver on the 31st, Chicago on the 2nd of September, Detroit on the 3rd, and Toronto, Ontario on the 4th. So you can go check out Spirit World. There'll be some other shows. I'll mention those on the next episode. Then... Sunday, August 28th, Battle Flask. They will be playing with Riot Gun. It's an all-ages show at Corbin Bull, which is in Tarzana, California. Uh, It's $8 admission. Show starts at uh, 8 o'clock, so definitely go check that out. Two cool bands right there. That is this coming Sunday. Then a free punk show on Friday, August 26th, SSW, Lee Harvey and the Sharpshooters and Outlaw Stiffs. They'll be playing in Pocatello, so that's just a little bit north of us. show starts at 9 p.m., so if you're in Pocatello or somewhere nearby, you can go check that out. It's the 117 Music Lounge, so go check out Outlaw Stiffs, Lee Harvey and the Sharpshooters. Got to like that name. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, damn. Uh, How sharp was that shot? Well, came from somewhere. Yeah, it went somewhere. (laughs) And I think he hit the target. Yeah, that sucks. All right. uh, Come early. Go see all the bands this Friday and Saturday. This is, I believe it's in Copenhagen in Denmark. 
and it's at Stairway, which I'm not sure where that is, but if you go to Murda Twins, M-U-R-D-A-T-W-I-N-Z on Instagram, you can get more details, but on Friday you'll see uh, Organ Surat Stoj, then Times of Desperation, Social Belastening, I don't know if I said that right, uh, Obstruction, Existence, who we've played on the show, Conflict, you'll see them on Friday this week, and then on Saturday you'll see Indre Krieg, Social Decline, we played them on the show, Urban Elite, we played them on the show, One Hidden Frame, we played them on the show, Bloodsucker, The Chisel, we've definitely played them on the show, and Chain Whip, we played them on the show. And when I say that, sometimes it might be over on Punkanoi Worldwide, not <laughs> necessarily here on SLC Punkcast, but... Nonetheless, we've played them. Those are some shows. If you are in those areas, go check them out. Eric, which ones do you have to add? Oh, boy. Well, I'm going to precurse this with uh, saying I'm going to talk about the ones that are happening on the same day of a certain other show. And also, i got to say, I'm going to be attending a lot of shows this coming week. I'm going to be going to six shows in six days. Damn. So, yeah. Prepare for... uh, (laughs) Prepare for the next episode. <laughs> well, we won't have an interview, so there'll be time for that. Uh, yes, we will have but an interview. The following, oh, yes, we will. I take that back. Yeah, we will. We'll, we'll get to that in just a minute here. Yes. Um, so, tonight on the 25th of August, that's a wink wink to you, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tonight, Elvis Costello and the Imposters with Knock Low will be playing at Sandy Amphitheater at 7 p.m. for $60. I know it's pretty much short notice, and I remind you. Go into a show in a different state for twice the amount here was a little short notice for me, and I attended anyway. <laughs> so the fuck's your excuse? Right? <laughs> well, I have an excuse for missing this show, too, but that mine is valid. On the 26th, Verbal Assault, it will be playing with Insight and Seven Daggers, like I said, at the Beehive. That is going to be $15. It's going to start at 7 p.m. On the 28th, Vane.fm will be playing with Regulate Candy Living Weapon at the Beehive at 6 p.m. That'll be $18. And on the 29th, Amigo the Devil is making his return to Salt Lake at the Depot with Murder by Death and Catacombs. That is at 7 p.m. And it will cost $30, which really ain't that bad. I got my tickets. Where the fuck are yours? Right. And on the 30th... Creeping Death and 200 Stab Wounds and Spirit World and Tribal Gaze and Plague Years. That's a mouthful. And that's a loaded <laughs> bill. And it's an awesome bill. Unfortunately, no ingrown. But they did play here a couple of weeks ago. So, I missed that show. Wait, was it a couple of weeks? No, eh, it was close. It was last week. A week and a half. <clears throat> and I was uh, celebrating my sister's birthday that day. So, right. I could not go to that. Sucks. Why can't you be born on a different day? (laughs) (laughs) God. Anyway, that's at the Beehive. It's going to be $18. uh, Well, $18 in advance, $20 at the door. And we'll be going to that. Nice. Yes. It's going to be awesome seeing uh, uh, Creeping Death I've seen, 200 Stab Wounds I've seen. Fuck, I played with them, actually. It's pretty awesome. (laughs) Anyway, those are the... Those are the little, uh, you know, breadcrumb shows. Now for the main ones. If you have been following me on S- on the SLC Hardcore page on Facebook, then you probably know what I'm about to talk about. And if you haven't been following me, the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> get, get on there. I plug it at the end of every show. I mean, even if you're not from SLC, it'd be nice to, you know, 
you know, the Promote a lot of those some shows, of the other bands. <laughs> exactly. A lot of those bands are touring, so they're gonna be in a town near you, so why not see who's coming so you can see exactly. where they're going to be going. Yep, coming from a town near you. Unfortunately, yeah. we are the town that is looking for said other town most of the time. <laughs> right. Yeah, but not this day. This weekend is the annual Crucial Fest. And, buddy, this four-day-long excursion, I mean, this is going to be a loaded weekend, folks. Four nights, 34 bands, and that's go that's going to be starting on the 25th that's this thursday which is if you're listening to it now is today <laughs> so thursday august 25th wayfarer visigoth ryle american standard charlatan zombiecock despite despair harvest of ash and laminates then on friday the 26th mismore marissa nadler the ultolith sordes dominum elder belu guts last and gorot Saturday, the 27th, Cult Leader, Glassing, Throws, Shelter Red, Swarmer, Holdra, Dunn, Threer, and Nark. And then finally, on the 28th, the Casket Lottery, Sunsleeper, I Hear Sirens, Mordecai Tempo, The Holdout, The Quits, Lindsay Heath Orchestra, and Dude Cougar. All playing at Metro Music Hall. And if you want to go to all four of those nights, well... A four-day pass is $50, a VIP pass is $99, or if you're planning on going for one night or two nights, well, it's $10 entry per night. So not a bad deal considering that immense lineup. Right. I am going all four days. Every single day there is a band I want to see. Probably the the most excited of which I am wanting to see is Mismore. Okay. I am excited to see Ms. Moore. They have been, they kind of uh, reignited my love for black metal because they are doing something different with it. It's like doomy funeral doom black metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. And, and yeah, a lot of my friends' bands on there. I mean, my friends in NARC, my friends in Threer, Throws is coming back, Swarmer are fucking awesome. And yeah, a lot of these bands I have heard about and haven't seen. So I'm excited. I'm excited. That's cool. Yep. And also, I got to give a shout out to Huge Brands, Gray Whale, and Black Harbor Sound being the sponsors of this year. That's awesome. Yep. That's cool. I mean, 2019, that warp, that <laughs> Crucial Fest, I almost said Warp Tour, but it was at the Utah State Fair Park. That's where all the Warp Tours were held in Salt Lake. Right. But yeah, that's a pretty high bar to reach because, I mean, he had fucking Pig Destroyer, Neurosis, Russian Circles, Chelsea Wolf, Slaves, Amigo Slaves. the Devil. Oh my god, that was such a stacked bill. I came across my little uh, catalog sheet from when I was working there as a stagehand. That's cool. Yeah, but if you knew the story, I got really high the night that Chelsea Wolfe was playing, and I just kind of fucked off the rest of the night. <laughs> uh, but it, it was great. I was like, damn, all these bands that I love, they were playing back to back to back to back. It was fucking insane. And, yep, thank you, Jerome. We are stoked that you pulled it off this year. And now I got to make the announcement. We will be interviewing him. Yes. We are interviewing Jerome Bischoff. He is the uh, proprietor of Crucial Fest. He has uh, promoted and curated that festival for uh, pretty much, God, what is, this is the 11th one. So 11 Crucial Fests. That's awesome. (laughs) And we're like, how have we never interviewed him before? Well, (laughs) we're going to be interviewing him uh, next week. It's going to be on the next, uh, uh, that following episode. 
So, we will be sort of uh, combining uh, the show, <laughs> the stories of shows that we had gone to with that interview. Because that was something that was put forth by him. It's like, yeah, instead of just like a, sort of doing an interview to promote the show, it's like, okay... Let's talk about after the show and just sort of like reminisce of the bands and then also like get the history going on with it. Kind of an interesting way we'll be going about this. So right. I'm, I'm excited. I'm just excited to talk to Jerome. Super nice guy. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there we go. Those are all the, all the shows. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wraps up this portion. Let's get into the albums. Let's uh, start with yours. Like I said, you, you picked a classic. I did pick a classic, though it's probably from a band nobody's heard of. <laughs> yeah, they're that one band. It starts with an R. And they were they were pretty popular for their time, and I guess they're considered a house band by now. They've been a band since the 90s and have kind of uh, made some headway into the 2000s, and now they are headlining festivals. The band, of course, is Rancid. <laughs> Yeah, Rancid. Maybe you heard of them. They're the guys that wrote the song about falling down and getting back up again. <laughs> and they also wrote a song about some chick named Ruby. And <laughs> yeah. another one about another one about this uh, killer, this guy by the name of Maxwell. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, different albums. Yes. All yeah. different albums. All different albums. But that's what brings me to their first album. The first album that was titled Rancid. And yes, we actually have to differentiate <laughs> between those two. Because if you remember Rancid 2000, that was their sort of a just straightforward, hardcore, street punk type shit. Not a bad album, but just a little, uh, you know, kind of a fans-only record. And this one, honestly, is kind of a fans-only. Because I've seen Rancid like five or six times. And I have only once seen them play a song from this record. Only and once? Only once. Only once. When I saw them back in 2013, when they did a two-night show here in uh, Salt Lake, they played Rejected, which is awesome. I fucking love that song, but I'm like, could you give a little more love to the self-titled? I mean, you basically play the entirety of Outcome the Wolves <laughs> at every show, and I actually did see the Punk Rock Bowling Show where they did play that album front to back, track by track, and that was pretty awesome. <laughs> Because there are still some songs on that album that I had yet to see live, and I did that day. Thank you. Last time I saw them, they did do Rejected, because they did a couple uh, Matt Freeman tracks. When I say mm -hmm. Matt Freeman, he's vocals. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I guess when I'm looking at it, I, I don't recall if I've heard him play any of the other ones either. <laughs> I know. It's almost like, come on, that's your right? first album. Give it some love. Right. I mean, we've heard out Come the Wolves so much that it's practically background noise. Not to disrespect the album, it's a great album, I love it, but this was my introduction into Rancid, as I'm sure it was for many, it was their first album, and for those of you that didn't listen to the EP that preceded that, well, yes, how I came across this album, it was, uh, it was back in the day where me and my friends, if we wanted to get free music, we didn't have access to LimeWire, we had to go to the library. And, and yeah, we would peruse the uh, CD section and we'd see bands that we thought were cool or that we heard were cool. And Rancid was one of those bands. And we picked out their CD, um, the first self-titled record. And it was awesome. And I wanted to burn a copy for myself, but for some reason, it wouldn't go past the first song. 
It was like, it could only write one track onto a disc. I tried another blank disc, did the same thing. Oh, fuck, I guess I'm only left with one rancid song. And it was the first one on this record, so I listened to this one quite a few times. It was the first song from Rancid that I memorized all the lyrics to, and it's probably still held as my all-time favorite Rancid. It is, yeah, probably number one for me. So... This is the first song that I heard by Rancid. This is the first song that you'll hear on this record. And what else have I got to say but Adina's crying again. Let's go! before Lars Fredrickson, the days before Brandon Steinecker, when it was just Matt, Tim, and Brett. Oh man, and it just shows on this record. And this is one of the first bands that was signed to Epitaph Records. This was one of their first releases. Right. So yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. And and yeah, as far as the other track I wanted to put on this record, I was going all over the place. There's so many damn good songs on this. I was like, oh, do I want to do Rats in the Hallway? No. Can I do Whirlwind? No. What about Rejected? No. Maybe. Oh, God. There was just too, there was just too much. And I just was thinking, well, let me put it this way. We had Adina. And that was a song where Matt is singing. You hear his gruff gravel throat that is just going off on the verses. And then, yeah, Tim comes in on the chorus and the last verse, so you get a bit more of him. But it's like, yeah, Tim is the actual front man, so maybe we should let him sing a few songs. <laughs> yeah. And, and he does get that. That was another song, Hyena. Oh, that was, that's still a great one. That was our yep. first music video. I still love that song. But the other thing is Matt is not exactly known for his vocals. He's known for, you know, jumping up and down the fretboard, playing with those uh, four strings. Yeah, he was always a talented bassist. He's just really met his, uh, he just really peaked and rancid. And he's still, he's still doing, he's still doing well for himself on the musical front. Right. And, and yeah, everyone noticed what a, what a wizard he was on bass with Outcome the Wolves. Everyone knows Maxwell Murder. Right. <laughs> you know, the one with the bass solo. 
<laughs> but he's been doing this shit for, you know, ever since the beginning. So I was like, well, what's the best song that really kind of uh, puts forth those uh, those little bass dribbles that he puts that he puts on the song? And I decided, well, Detroit. That's the one where you can actually hear his bass and it's and it becomes a bit more of a focus in certain parts of the songs. You'll know what I mean when we start playing it, which is right now. <laughs> Yes, it was. Yeah. So I was kind of deciphering uh, between those bass lines, like, uh, yeah, Hyena, it's got that sort of groove feel to it, that sort of, uh, uh, that buildup, that intensity that comes with it. And then I was thinking, yeah, Rats in the Hallway, where he just does that little uh, descending. <laughs> yeah, it's cool, but it's just that one part. And then you have Rejected, was just such a mean opening riff. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get really excited about Matt Freeman's bass lines as I kind of tried to model myself after him. A big mistake, but I'm reaping it, so. <laughs> yeah. But then I hear a song like uh, Detroit, and it's really more of a laid-back uh, a laid back bass riff. And he's just really just cruising up and down those scales, and it just feels so natural. And you could hear the sort of, uh, you know, you look at an old album and you put it under a microscope. You can see some of the shortcomings. You can see where a, a re-recording, a second or third take might have been, uh, 
you know, might have been, might not have been out of line there. And you could definitely hear that in Rancid's first album. But let me repeat that. It's their first album. <laughs> you got to expect it to be a little more uh, raw and a little uh, disjointed. But the feeling is still there. And like I said, this album is just so, I can't believe I have to say it, underrated. <laughs> like everyone talks about Rancid. Everyone talks about Indestructible or Let's Go. And like I said, out come the fucking wolves. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they're good albums. They have put out some good Good records, they have put out some less than stellar records. They have put out some stuff that I'd rather not hear again. But, yeah, I just wish this one would get a little bit more attention. So hopefully, me doing my part here, you will go back and listen to the, what is it, 17 songs on this record. <laughs> they are st- It's rancid, they are raw, they have some bite to them. And this is before they started bringing in all the ska stuff, too. So, yeah, this is them when it was just straight, hardened punk rock. <laughs> And in the early days of Epitaph, no less. This is right before the this is right before punk broke, as they said. Yeah, and it broke in the '90s, bud. Yes, it did. Oh, it did. Well, that's all I got to say about Rancid for right now. But you never know. Rancid's pretty much omnipresent throughout the punk scene. They always come up some way or another. Right. I love Rancid. Great pick. Great album. Mm-hmm. Uh, my pick is a new pick. July 26th, Knockoff released their newest album, Side by Side, uh, just in time for Rebellion Festival. A couple weeks later, they were playing Rebellion. They typically play Rebellion as they are from there in the UK. Uh, Awesome band. We had Andy T, because there's two Andys in the band, but we had Andy T on the show way back in 2017, October of 2017, on episode 21. Yes, we said episode 278. When this show started, and Andy was on episode 21. He was the mm. 12th interview that we did for the show. Way back, Andy was on, and they've had several releases, EPs and singles, and at least two other full lengths, I think, since then. Lots of new music from the band, including another full length, which is fantastic. 21, in, 21 episodes, 12 interviews. You just pulled a rush right there. <laughs> Uh, a lot of good stuff on this one. I really had a hard time picking. I, I went with the first track here, uh, Working Class Boy, just because it featured Roy Pierce, Roy, the vocals of the band Last Resort. Uh, his vocals are very, you hear Roy and you know it's Roy. So I've told you, but you probably would have figured it out on your own. And I really struggled picking the next one because there's so many great ones. So we'll get into that one here in a moment. Let's listen to this music. It's Working Class Boy featuring Roy Pierce. Let's get into some new knockoff off their album, Side by Side, which is also a great track. I almost picked that one, but I didn't. <laughs> so go listen to it yourself along with the rest. Here we go, Working Class Boy. Tearing the world of time to break 
off. And as it features Roy, but Roy did the vocals on that one. Not not like uh, you know when a track features some band member mm. of some other band, whatever. Uh, they do a portion of the song. He did the vocals on that one. All right. Very prominent, very uh, awesome, I thought. So uh, what'd you think? Oh, it was pretty awesome. However, the structure of it reminds me of uh, the song Warhead by UK Subs. Like the vocal patterns, the inflections, they are very much the same in the verse of you know, of Warhead. And then it gets all anthemic in the... Uh, yeah, in the chorus. Right. The only uh, the only real difference between that song and this one is really the uh, production. This one's a little bit more uh, amplified, a bit more crisp. You know, but back when UK Subs wrote that song, it was it was the seventies, the early eighties, and you know everything was a lot more lo-fi back right. then. So that's what it reminds me of, and really the fact that if any UK punk band. Old or new reminds me of the subs, then that's a good sign. Right. <laughs> Knockoff's awesome. Oh, yeah. Knockoff is awesome. Subs are awesome. So, yeah. I got nothing bad to say about that one. Well, we're going to play another one. Like I said, check out the title track. There's so many other great ones. I really just settled on this because I had to pick one. And, you know, I can't play it all. The episode's mm-hmm. not the knockoff episode. And we're going to listen to all of Side by Side. So, uh, Streets of Gold. I liked the message in it. Uh, great track. All of them are great. Go check them out. Here's another one off of Side by Side. Knock off, bringing us Streets of Gold.
Knock off. Good stuff there. I've listened yeah. to that one twice through. <laughs> really? Well, I can't blame you for that because that also was a really good song. And it reminded me of another song from an older UK band. Not so much musically this time, but more lyrically. As in the context of their uh, lyrics and what they are sporting, it reminded me of a song. A nation's pride, the murky water of the rivers. No one can take away their memory. Whoa, England belongs to me. Well, I'm sure Knockoff would like yeah. the comparison there. Oh, yeah. I mean, we already compared them to UK subs and Coxbar. I did, but... Right. <laughs> but, yeah, when you're compared to those two heavyweights of UK's punk transitioning from the 70s to the 80s to a bit more harder and rugged territory, then, yeah, I'd say that's a, that's a step in the right direction. <laughs> right. And if for some reason this episode here is the first time you've heard Knock Off, you should definitely check out Side by Side because it's really great. And it's brand new, but you there's a lot of great music, so you should go check out all of the other cool stuff that they have put out over the years. Let's get into wrapping up the show, though. So we're going to play some non-metal tracks uh, closing in on the two-hour mark of this show, so we'll see about wrapping up before then. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, what do you have to wrap up the show? You alluded to it towards the beginning. Yep, now it's time to talk about Skullfuck. Now, these guys, they're a uh, metal band from Salt Lake, and we played. We just played our first show with them in, uh, you know, I want to say it was the 25th of last month. I don't know. It was when we played with... Uh, uh, Tainted Ink, and that was a yeah, that was a fun show. And Skullfuck, that was my first time seeing them live, and they up until last Sunday did not have anything recorded. So that was my first taste on their music, and it is it's metal, it's heavy metal. It's got some sludgy parts, it's got some thrashy parts, it's got a little bit of everything in there. They have yet to really just kind of like, I. The thing is, it's just one song. So right. it's kind of hard to compare it to the rest as to like really get a feel for what sound they are going for. But the sound that they are going for right here on their debut single, Profit You Follow, yeah, I've, I sense some... Uh, <clears throat> uh, what, what would be the word? I sense that their prospects are looking good. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, and I hope that they are... I have their... Jesus. I hope that they are not Jesus as the song would apply. <laughs> I hope they'll be going in a similar direction to this and really just kind of uh, set forth a set forth a sound to have them put a foothold in the barren wasteland of heavy music in Salt Lake. Okay, it's not a wasteland, but we don't have a lot of metal, like metal, not metallic hardcore. I mean, actual metal. We don't really have that much here in Salt Lake, at least not right now. Unless you're an older bar band, but who listens to those guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm talking young metal, and that's what Skullfuck is. I mean, they their name is called Skullfuck for fuck's sake, and I'm excited to see where they are. Uh, well, where they will be going after this. Here is Prophet. You follow.
So yeah, pretty short and sweet on that front. Right? <laughs> yep. So uh, so yeah, I don't got much uh, bad things to say about this other than the production, which I know. It's a first recording. It's a demo, pretty <laughs> much. And yeah, of course it's going to be rugged like that. But Skullfuck, when this gets back to you, and I know it will, I'm going to tag you in this shit. <laughs> and I will be seeing you within the next coming week. Or weeks. You're not too far away from me. Who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just uh, when you go in to record more, have the guy turn back the drums a little bit, because I was hearing more of that than guitar on this track. Your drummer is good, but when the drums are overpowering the guitar riffs and the vocals, then that's not a good sign. I'm sorry, that's not a good sign. So take that with, a, take that with however much salt you want, and just take it with you to the studio next time. You know, other than that, you guys have a lot of potential. That was the word I was looking for. And I am excited to see where it's going. I heard you guys live, and you are heavier than all hell. So, yeah, keep metal alive in Salt Lake City. You may be our saving grace. From the underworld, of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's the prophet I follow, the metal gods. Hail Halford, hail Ozzy, hail Lemmy, hail uh, Dio. Nice. There you go. All right, we're going to wrap up the show with some new metal as we do. Even though next episode, I'm going to break it up and throw a folk track in there just because something came out and I want to play it and I don't want to wait until I'm done with new metal because I still have about 10 or so tracks that I'm going to get to. So <laughs> this one, the band Raw, I was going to play them last week. We ran out of time, so we got it on this week. The band Raw, R-A, just like the Egyptian sun god, Ra. Uh, the band started in 1998. This is a cool band off their first album, which is called From One. We're going to check out a track called Do You Call My Name? Uh, their most recent album just came out in 2021. They are still making music. So this album oh, yeah. came out in 2002, 19 years later, still making music. Uh, 23 years later, 22 years later, because they're still doing stuff from the origination of the band. So pretty awesome. Are you familiar with the band Ra? R-A, no, Ra. I am not familiar with uh, Ra, the band. I am familiar with uh, Ra, the person. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was this. Uh, it was this person who uh, uh, their birth name was Sarah, but when they started going to the uh, punk rock shows, they kind of uh, self-applied their name as Raw. Okay. And yeah, they actually have the Raw Eye tattooed on their uh, on their arm. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, that's the only Raw with which I'm familiar with. And if you really want to nerd out with me, it's the Winged Dragon of Raw from Yu-Gi-Oh. That is what I know. <laughs> well, you're about to know another one. Here you go. Do you call my name from one from Raw?
So the beginning of that, I bet you were thinking it was something else, wasn't? Weren't you? No, not entirely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but here I, but I here I was thinking that the only metal band that was obsessed with Egypt was Nile, oh. who came first. By the way, they were they were five years, five years on them. They formed in '93. Okay. <laughs> These guys formed in '98. So, and on opposite ends of the U.S., Nile was from South Carolina. Okay. 
And these guys are from California. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, why they have not toured together is beyond me. Come on. Maybe they have and we just don't know about it. Yeah, maybe they played side by side in a festival that was in Germany or some shit. But That'd be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Germany has all the cool festivals. Yes, I get a lot of them. Mm. Lucky bastards. Yeah. <laughs> if you're out there in Germany, we're jealous. Yeah. Yes, we are. Not just because of the music, but also because you know, Europe has a lot of shit figured out. <laughs> but I really liked Raw. That was fun. And I like how they were incorporating the uh, that Egyptian music that's you know so obviously Egyptian in the intro, but they kind of keep it going. Right. Yeah, throughout their, uh, yeah, throughout their uh, musical excursion, right? <laughs> oh boy, good stuff. Uh, I-, I recommend checking out from one. You can check out the new stuff. I was into, like I say, new metal. I talked about it a bunch. You can tell several other release dates, like this one, two thousand two. We're all in the late nineties through early two thousands, and then I kind of haven't listened to a lot of stuff. So they did release something in twenty twenty one. I missed a lot of their releases from, you know, a few years after this 2002 until 2021. Yeah, well, don't worry. The whole genre died in the (laughs) (laughs) mid-2000s. Yeah, I think I stopped listening uh, regularly anyway. I'm listening again. I'm doing this at the end of the show. I'm definitely finding a lot that I've enjoyed, uh, re-enjoyed, right? You know, because I've liked it and like, yeah. I, I, I definitely dig it. So It's like going back to that old uh, mom and pop restaurant. Right? It's like, yeah, I know what I'm going to be getting, but I haven't had it in a while, and it still tastes as good. Absolutely. Yeah, which is better because most of the time you go back there and they're like, oh, fuck, you really lost your touch, man. <laughs> well, this worked out great. Uh, we did get over the two-hour mark, but we're wrapping up the show right now, so thank you, everybody, for joining us all the way up to this point. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube Music, Amazon Music, Player FM, and slcpunkcast.com, amongst some other places. You can find the bands on Instagram at Spirit World Profit, at Mad Mulligans NYC, at Action08. That's the record label that you'll find Striked on, that Nico also does that, and he's in the band Striked. At mm. The Trouble Seekers, at Verbal Assault Official, at Violated Records, as the strike didn't have one, but if you want to go follow at Violated Records, you can follow them, see their other releases amongst this release, the OI collection from the strike. Then at Rancid, at Knock underscore off, at Skullfuck underscore official, at Official Raw, that's R A Raw, at Official Raw Band, and the shows at SLC Podcast. Eric, where can we find you? I'm on Instagram at scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC, Eric with a C. And my bands are on Instagram. Anonymous is at un- anonymous underscore band official. And the apathetics are at theapathetics.slc. And my bands are also on Facebook at anonymous SLC and at theapathetics. That's all one word. And also on Bandcamp at anonymousslc.bandcamp.com and theapathetics.bandcamp.com. I really got to update that. <laughs> and you can find my podcast on Instagram at leadmelodies underscore podcast and on Facebook at lead.melodies.podcast.slc. Yes, it's coming. Like the dragons from Game of Thrones, they will be here. They will be here. <laughs> it's just uh, stupid shit. 
And like I said at the top of this show, if you're not following SLC Hardcore, what the fuck is wrong with you? Here is where you can find it on Facebook at SLC Hardcore. It's really not more straightforward than that, buddy. So follow it. I'll be posting all the flyers and shit on there. It's great stuff. There's great stuff coming up. So if you miss some shows that I was talking about and plugging on this episode, well, you can find them on that page. So follow it, damn it, or I'm going to... Or I'm going to skull fuck you. Huh? <laughs> there we go. All right. You can find the bands on Facebook at Spirit World Prophet, Mad Mulligans at Strict, S-T-R-I-K-T, Strict, but then it's followed by S-T-H-L-M for Stockholm, at The Trouble Seekers, at The Strike, Oi, at Rancid, at Knockoff Punk Band, at Official Raw, that's R-A, Official Raw, and the shows at SS Punkcast. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for another one. Be on the lookout. Interviews coming up on the next episodes. Mm -hmm. And Eric, do you have any final thoughts for a wrap-up show? Well, I had a final thought for uh, last week's episode, but since we were severely pressed for time, I had to uh, hold off on it for this week. And this week, really all I got to say is uh, be careful with uh, nostalgia. Be careful with longing for something. Uh, For one, it's like a longing for a time that you wish was, you know, for a time that was more simple and things were a lot easier things were a lot more straightforward yeah and and yeah on a musical standpoint yeah longing for a time when music used to be cool or whatever and the times have changed and yeah times have changed but honestly if you are longing for a past then you're kind of losing sight of the present and this is also aimed more towards myself but if anyone can relate if you're aiming for a past that you never had where it's like wishing that you were born oh, a decade or so earlier, then once again, you are losing sight of the present. You're kind of losing at what's important. <laughs> so, so yeah, you may not have been around that time. You may not have been around for when such great classic albums were being released. It's like, well, they weren't classics back then. <laughs> they were just a, it was just another album. So the idea is, uh, you know, Support the bands that you have right now because they're going to be hailed as classics. I am now at that age where I can start a story with back in my day. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, and I have some bragging rights of bands that I have seen in basements and practice spaces and are now not exactly playing arenas, but headlining their own tours and are like becoming household names. That's pretty awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. And all I had to do was just to live in the moment, man. Right. (laughs) So that's my so yeah that's my message out to you like see the bands buy their records like if you buy the records right now you will own a first pressing right yeah so take that to the fucking bank <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so yeah you can it's nice to reminisce it's nice to remember the past the good times and the bad times because you know we learn from both of them and just to and just keep trudging on because if you recognize what you are doing in the present as a result from the past, then that way you can plan for the future. And I've been planning for the future for ever since the day I was born, pretty much. We all have. Yep, every second we get older. So before the time is lost, you better catch it while it's still here. Play the fucking outro. (laughs) 